We are in week three of our uh, series called Boundaries. And I'll tell you what, we all need great healthy boundaries in our life. And in fact, when we look at times in our life, we can go back and, and, and say, you know, when I had relational problems, when I had financial problems, when I had health problems, many of those are uh, due to the fact that we did not establish any good healthy boundaries in our life. And, um, and so it's important for us to, to get those boundaries and to understand those. Now, in this series, basically, I've taken, uh, I've taken a great, great book uh, called Boundaries, and it's by uh, Dr. Henry Cloud, and I would, in, I would encourage you to, uh, to get that book. Um, you know, this book has really revolutionized in my mind, in my heart, in my soul, what boundaries really are and how to establish those and how to get yourself to, to a healthy place. And so I'm understanding some of those things myself because I tell you what, there are areas in my life that I don't, I don't really have great boundaries. You know, I, I like to get things done. I like to, uh, I like to work to make sure things are good and, and we do the best that we can. I like to be prepared no matter what I do. And I feel like it's a good steward of what God has given me. But sometimes I get that off balance and sometimes uh, I, don't, I don't set those clear boundaries and, and other people close, close to me, uh, like my, my family, my wife, they, uh, they really um, get the brunt end of that. And so it's, it's, not, a, um, it's not a good thing uh, to just keep going on with your life without any great boundaries. And some of you could be sitting here today thinking, you know what, Frank, I need some boundaries in my life as well. I need some relational boundaries I need some financial boundaries. I need some health boundaries. I need whatever those are. And so in week one, we talked about what are we responsible to and what we're responsible for. We're responsible as believers. We're responsible to help other people in a burden, something they just can't carry by themselves. And you, you may have been in a place in your life where you had a burden in your life and you thought it was just a load, just sort of something you put on your back, like a backpack. And you realize, man, I can't carry this on my own. And you, and you refuse to ask for help. And so you try to carry that burden on your own. Maybe it's a hidden sin. Maybe, maybe it's something in your life that others really can't see. And, and you try to carry that on your own and you cannot do it. Why? Because you're not supposed to carry it on your own. And, um, but at the same time, we as believers, we, we sometimes leave people to carry things on their own that they don't have the strength to carry. But we are also responsible for our own load. When we get to the place where we're like, oh, this is too heavy, sort of our daily load, our responsibilities, you know, uh, when we get that mixed up, then we get our boundaries uh, mixed up or if you're someone who likes to step in and save the day and help people with their load, with their daily responsibilities, you're just, you're, just, um, uh, you're mobilizing them uh, to not really be responsible in their life. And sometimes we just need to let them carry their own load. So responsible to others for burdens, responsible for ourselves to carry our own load. Last week we talked um, about sort of um, some boundary laws and I uh, would encourage you to uh, go through some of that, and uh, you can look on our website, and then we had handouts last week. Today, you should have received a handout, and the reason why I've added some handouts, because I realize that a lot of stuff, it's just a lot of information, a lot of information. It's, it's something that, that everybody can use, but what I love about um, what Dr. Henry Cloud does in, in Boundaries is that Henry, Henry Cloud is a believer, 
And he is someone who uses scripture throughout this entire book. I believe every other page has, has, uh, has uh, something in God's word that you can go back in and look at and see how it ties in with God's word. And so, uh, but I want you to be able to take this information and apply it to your life. And so today we're going to talk about uh, how do we identify resistance. We have, we have boundary resistance in our lives. And when we try to set up boundaries, we can get frustrated because of resistance. And here's why this is important. We need to understand how to identify what those resistances are. And so who is doing the resistance? And so there's, there's really two um, types of resistance. You have the resistance of, of um, outside boundaries from others. And you have resistance of internal boundaries uh, with ourselves. And so that's really what we're going to talk about today, identifying boundary resistance uh, in our lives. Um, you know, whenever we set boundaries, there's the thing that causes us to set boundaries is a desire. You know, we desire to better this area in our life, you know. And sometimes uh, the next thing that helps us kind of, okay, I got to buckle down and really build this boundary is hurt. Our pain. When someone causes pain in their life or hurt in their life, it even moves past desire and goes to pain or hurt. And we're like, okay, this is going up now. I've got to establish uh, this boundary in, uh, in our life. Whether someone's hurting you or you have hurt others, you realize, man, I've got to set up uh, these, uh, these boundaries um, in my life. And um, but sometimes we, um, we think just obeying God is just enough. Oh, I want to set up boundaries because I want to please God. And that's great. But sometimes um, we need that sort of pain or that hurt in our life uh, to, to learn from some of those things. Um, we have a zip line in our backyard. Yeah, I put it up. There's, there's not much safety precautions in it. Um, it's really long and it's really fast. You know, I'm kind of like, you know, if I'm going to do a zip line, if I'm going to take the time to put this thing together, man, it's going to be a zip line worth riding, all right? That's just kind of how I do it. I mean, I'm not going to go like 15 feet from one tree to the next. That's not fun. I mean, we're going like, we're going like 50 yards, all right? And so we, I, I took a tree in the back, uh, back of our property, and I took another big tree on the side of our house, and I was like, that is great. And the back of our yard does a pretty good slope uh, downhill. I was like, this is even better. And so um, we tried it out a few times, and I got some, some of my kids on it and, um, and realized that, okay, I've got to do something here at the end. So I put a stopper at the end because, you know, the kids kept hitting the tree. And so we, um, we, I put a stopper at the end, so it worked out. It's great. But still, even at the end, if you're, if you're going all the way to the, to the top tree and you're flying down there and you're holding on to the handle and that stopper stops you, you're flying off. I mean, it's going to fling you off like a slingshot and you bam into the tree. Okay? Well, but what we did learn is that if you don't go so far, if the guy wouldn't have made it so long, you know, but if you don't go so far, so if you go to kind of go up about three fourths of the of the zip line, you know, it's not going to. You're going to be able to hold on to the handle, uh, handle a little bit more. And of course, we tell the kids you got to wear a helmet. 
Um, and so we, we have helmets on, so they, they get that, and that's pretty much the only precaution, you know, that we do. And so, but Lincoln, our little one, he, he likes adventure. He just likes, maybe he likes pain. I don't know. But he likes going all the way to the top of the tree, even with the helmet on, and just, you know, banging into the tree. And, and, and I think he's realized, you know, that hurts. And so I tell him, look, here's your boundary. Your boundary is here. You don't need to go all the way to, to the end, to the far end. Just start here, and you could still have a great ride, and it's not going to fling you off the tree. And he really liked it. And so now he just goes to about three-fourths of the way up to that boundary, and he enjoys it. Why did he do that? Because he was tired of the pain. He was tired of the hurt. And so when, when, when we're tired of the hurt and we're tired of the pain, we get to the point to where, hey, we need to really set those boundaries. And so it goes beyond just desire, goes beyond just obedience, and it goes to the point to where we, um, uh, we're tired of the pain. And so, um, but with our boundaries, there is a war that is fighting against you. There is a war that's fighting against you. Believe me, when you begin to set boundaries, there's a spiritual warfare that's fighting you the whole way. And it's going to cause you to give up. It's going to cause you, as you, as you build the, that boundary, it's going to cause you to say, you know what, forget it. I, I, I can't do this. I, I can't keep this. The resistance is so strong. And sometimes you don't even know it's resistance. You're like, man, what is, where did this come from? What is this about? I'm trying to make good boundaries in our life, in my life, and, and all of a sudden this comes? What is this? What you don't realize is that that is an attack of the enemy. That is resistance. That is resistance. No, I mean, you're probably not going to wake up and, and in the middle of the night and, you know, have, you know, a, a you know, demon sit in front of you and say, you know, you can't, you know, you got to stop doing that boundary. No, he doesn't work like that. The enemy works through people and he works through you. And so he works through others called outside boundaries. And so these outside, re I'm sorry, outside resistance. So the outside resistance, we need to have a plan to fight back. But first of all, we need to identify what those are. So here is, uh, I'm just going to share with you just a few of outside resistance that you will face when you establish boundaries. Uh, number one, you will have angry reaction. You will have angry reaction. You know, this is a very common um, boundary resistance uh, from others you will, um, you will face. And, and here's the reason why, because they want to control you. They want to control your life. You try to set up boundaries, hey, I, I, I can't do this anymore, or we're, we're not going to do this anymore, you know, you're going to have that anger reaction. And so, um, and so how, do you, how do you deal with that? Well, you find that in God's Word in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 19, it says this, a hot-tempered person must pay the penalty. Rescue them, and you will have to do it again. So what that is saying is this. What that is saying is that, look, if you're setting up boundaries and people in your life are getting angry, and that's a very common um, resistance, outside resistance. If you're like bowed to the needs of the angry person, you're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that, that this has angered you. Let, let, me, let me back away from this. You know, 
Scripture says they must pay the penalty. They must feel a little bit of, of that sort of, uh, they may feel a little slighted. Okay? It, it, you, don't, you don't have any mean intentions. It's just you want to get healthy. And of course, boundaries are not best just only for you, but for them as well. And then rescue them, and they will do it all over again. If you keep resetting your boundaries just because they're angry, um, they, will, uh, they will continue um, to keep coming back. And so what you have to realize is this, who really owns it? Uh, the, the one with the problem is really the one who has anger. Don't think that you're the one with the problem because they're going to try to tell you that you're the one with the problem. You're the one who's setting the boundaries. You're the one with the problem. And if they're angry, you are not the one with the problem. You didn't cause them to get angry. They caused themselves to get angry. That's very important for you to understand. And of course, you need to deal that with grace. I mean, you can't be like, uh, you know, treat it in a, in a way that is, uh, that is demeaning to them or I told you so or whatever or to get back at them. You need to treat it in a way with grace. Um, the other thing, that, uh, the reason why they will, they will do this is because they're just passing along their anger towards you. They want you to get angry as well. They're trying to push your buttons. If they're angry because you're setting boundaries, you're trying to do good in their life, and they feel slighted, they feel a little bit of hurt, and, and they, they want you to get hurt as well. They want you to be angry. So they're just trying to pass that on uh, to you. And, um, but a, a common sort of re- response to that is just inactivity. Just inactivity. In other words, just create some white space, empty space um, between you and that other person. I don't mean you have to totally ignore, but you don't have to really respond uh, to those things. Be like, well, this is, this is just what I feel like I need to do. And that's it. That's all you need to say. Because the more you talk and the more you go on, the more they're going to try to push your buttons and it's just going to escalate and escalate even more. They're trying to tear down your boundaries. So they own their anger and um, they're trying to pass it on to you. So sometimes, you know, there's great power in inactivity. Don't go along with them. Create that empty space. Another one, um, another outside resistance is guilt messages. Guilt messages. You know, people with no boundaries obey guilt-inducing statements that try to make them feel bad. So if you don't have any boundaries, you're going you're gonna to obey those, those, those statements of guilt that those people in your life who feel slighted are trying to, uh, trying to send you. That message, they're going to try to get you uh, to, uh, to remove your boundaries or move them further out or whatever that, the case may be. But you need to stay strong with your boundaries. A guilt, someone who's trying to guilt you uh, with, um, with that feeling, then you uh, need to understand that and identify that that's just resistance. That's just attack of the enemy working through them. So what can we do in response to that? Well, first of all, we need to recognize guilt messages. Recognize guilt messages. Um, they are, guilt messages are there to just... Um, manipulate and control our lives. They're just there to manipulate us and, uh, and to control us. Uh, so recognize what that is. Also, um, recognize that, um, that guilt is just anger in disguise. If, they don't, if they're not someone who normally responds with anger, you know, explosive rage or, or, or whatever, but they respond in guilt by giving you a guilty, uh, a guilty trip 
um, or, um, or just try to make you feel ashamed of that for slighting them. That right there is how they express their anger. That's just how they do it. And so you need to recognize uh, that. And um, another thing, just uh, kind of like we talked about before, you don't need to go into a whole lot of words. You don't need to try to explain uh, things. You don't need to go try to explain your boundaries. You just, simple statements. This is what's, what I'm doing in my life. I feel like I'm called to, to do this, and I feel like it's going to help me, and it's going to help those around me. And so uh, people will respond in anger and guilt. Another one is counter moves. Counter moves. People will react to your boundaries with counter moves. They'll say, okay, all right, you're going to do that? Well, then I'm going to do this. It's kind of like playing chess, okay? And so uh, they, make these, they make these strategic counter moves. It's kind of like a, a, a high school girl who's dating a guy who's, who uh, this boy's trying to, um, trying to get her in places where he could take you know, full advantage of her, and, um, and she wants to set those boundaries. She's tired of, uh, of, of being in those places, and, and so she sets those boundaries. I really don't think I need to be doing this. I think God has a better plan for me. And, um, and so her boyfriend will, will do other things uh, as counter moves to uh, show his anger towards her, to show, to show guilt. And so you need to understand when people in your life make counter moves because of your boundaries, um, that's, that's natural. That's an outside resistance. You don't need to move your boundaries because of that. Okay? Yeah, you might be playing chess. You're going to make your move. I'm setting a boundary. They're going to counter move. And guess what you're going to do? You're not going to move at all. You're going to stay right where you're at because you've got the next move. And your next move is planted. It's called a boundary. And so understand that counter moves uh, are just, uh, it's just the enemy trying to get to you. Uh, another one is uh, the pain of others. Uh, the pain of others. Uh, they will hurt. People will hurt because of your boundaries. And, um, and they will show that. They will show that they're hurt. I mean, you take a, you take a 28, 29-year-old man who, you know, has not taken responsibility for himself and has not gotten a job and still living at home and, uh, and living off of mom and dad. And mom and dad are like, you know what? Uh, it's time to set that boundary. So we're going to set this boundary and here's how it's going to go down, son. And you, whatever that boundary looks like, you set that out, and, and he's going to feel hurt. And he's going to show you that. And because of that, because he's going to feel hurt, um, and he's going to show you that, you don't want to see that hurt. Because why? You love him. And that's why boundaries with people that we love, it, it can be so difficult. Because... You don't want to see people that you love hurt. But I thought you, I thought you loved me. I thought, I thought you, you would care for me. Yeah, we do care for you. But you've got to grow up. You've got to have a responsibility. You've got to take responsibility. And so um, when you see your loved ones hurt, you, sometimes you just got to walk away. Say, this is how it is. And that's hard, hard to do. That is is a boundary resistance. That is an outside resistance to the boundary that you feel like you're gonna make, you need to make. And the last one is blamers. Hmm. People will blame. 
You know, how, could you, how could you do this to me? They'll, they'll blame their life on you. They'll blame it all on you. Well, I, I can't believe you wouldn't help me get, get a, a cosign on a, on a car. You know, now I can't go to work and, and you did this and you, they'll try to put the blame. If your boundary's like, I don't cosign for anybody, if that's your boundary. I don't cosign for anybody. I don't put my neck out there. I don't put my, my credit out there. And so if that's your boundary, and if, uh, and if they uh, are, are basically treating it like they're blaming you, then that is resistance. Call it what it is. You need to recognize. Again, we're trying to identify, trying to recognize what those resistance, uh, resistances are in our life. So we have outside resistance, and then we have internal resistance. Let me tell you what. <laughs> internal resistance are the tough ones. You know why? People can't see them. Internal resistance. This is all on us. Now, the enemy will, will, use, um, will use our history and our mind. We'll use our past. We'll use um, situations to cause internal resistance to the boundaries we feel like we need to set in our lives. And uh, let, let, me, let me share with you just a few internal resistance. Some of you have probably experienced some of this as you set up boundaries. The first one is fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown. Man, that's a tough one. Man, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. What, what, if I set this boundary, how will I be treated uh, I, if, I, if I set this, this boundary, how, how will I, I survive or how will I be able to, um, to move on to the next level of my life with relationships, with my job, with whatever? Let's say, for example, if, you're, if you are um, at a job where your boss is just working you and working you, working all the time, and you're, and you're not really being, um, uh, being appreciated for that, and it's affecting your family. And you just need to finally say, all right, sit down with the boss and say, boss, um, I need to set a boundary. Um, this, this, this job, this workload is, is too much for me. And so the fear of that is this, will I be fired? Will I be let go? Will I be demoted? There's a lot of fear in that. So fear of the unknown, you have to identify that. That is just resistance. Don't think that that is your permission to postpone your boundary. No, 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 no. If you feel like, if you prayed, and you, you feel like God is telling you, that's why it's important to, to walk in the Spirit and to, and, to, and to spend time with Him so He will speak to you. But whenever you feel like God's telling you to establish these boundaries and you have the fear of the unknown, can I tell you something? You're probably in the right place. If you have a fear of the unknown, it means you're building that boundary. And you're actually in the right place. Stay steady with that. Um, another uh, internal resistance is unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. Man, this is huge. When we choose not to, when we choose not to forgive others, this is, a, this is an internal, internal resistance. Um, to forgive means 
We will never get from that person what was owed to us. If someone has done something to you, and if God, which it's in his word, we are to forgive others. Because if you can't forgive others, then, then when you try to go to God the Father, God, just please forgive me my sins. God's like, okay, I want you to, you've got to take care of this unforgiveness. And so, but, but to forgive someone means that you will probably never receive what you think you deserve from them. Here's what you think you receive. An apology. A confession. And I'm sorry. That's what you really deserve, huh? Of course, we don't deserve anything but death. It's by the grace of God that we're even here today. We get to be alive. But we have to provide forgiveness in our life. And that is tough. That is very, very difficult. Now, let me, let me say this. And I've kind of said this before. If you are in a situation where you're being constantly abused, I'm not saying that you need to continue to, you know, forgive that person every, every, uh, every time and, uh, you know, uh, every week. Now, eventually, you need to come to the place where you can forgive that person. But if you're in a situation presently where you're being abused emotionally, physically, first of all, if, you, if you're being abused in any kind of way, you need to let, you need to let somebody know. And if you let me know, I've got, we got some men here at the church that are barely saved that I'll just, you know, send them. You know, you know what I'm saying? And we'll, we'll take care of that. They would love to do that. But if you're, in a, if you're in an abusive situation, you need to let somebody know. I'm not saying you've you got to keep forgiving and forgiving. You need to get out of that situation. And you go to counseling, and, and obviously there's a lot to work through with that. But if, if you've got, you got things in the past that you've just got to let go you, you may never, ever receive that apology. You may never, ever receive what you think you deserve. You know what? That's all right. Because let me tell you what. Unforgiveness is a resistance to any kind of boundary you're going to set. It is. You have to provide forgiveness. There are, there are positive outcomes to forgiveness. Positive outcomes is that for, forgiveness unhooks you from hurtful people. Think about it. If you have unforgiveness to a person, you're still tied to that person. You're thinking, that person owes me something, and I'm not going to move until they, they give me an apology. So you're connected to that person as long as that unforgiveness exists. But here's what forgiveness says. It gives you freedom. It cuts the chain that's binding you to that person, to that situation, it cuts you free. That's what forgiveness does. It has power. Because as long as you have unforgiveness in your heart, you're always going to be connected to that, to that situation or that person. So internal resistance, fear of the unknown, unforgiveness, and then there's some external focus. External focus. 
you know, it, basically, we're, we're putting the blame on, on other people. And this is all in our head, in our heart. And sometimes we, we express this out to others. But if, if, we, if, if we have blame, uh, if we try to blame our situation uh, on, uh, on others, uh, whatever situation we're in, um, then you're just living a life of external um, resistance um, or ex, um, of external focus. And let me give an example. Let's say if you're in a situation, uh, I mean, I, I, I've, I've known people uh, growing up where, you know, the, the, the family just didn't really live a healthy life. You know, they just, uh, they just kind of, they didn't really exercise, they kind of ate whatever, you know, and, 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 and I've had some friends that, that have grown up and they're like, you know what? I am who I am physically because of my parents didn't show me how to, how to live a healthy life. And so because of that, I am who I am. So I don't need to set boundaries. I don't need to set boundaries that can improve my health. I don't need to set boundaries to where I can make time to exercise. And because of that, this is who I am. So they, they live their life blaming others and external focus. Let me tell you what, that right there is a resistance to any kind of boundary God wants you to set. I've also seen, have had friends who have broken away from that, who said, you know what? I know I lived in a, in a, in a home where health just, just wasn't respected, wasn't valued, but I'm breaking the chains and I am going to live a healthy lifestyle. And so I'm gonna set boundaries. And, and, and it's tough, it's really, really tough. But they do it, and it's so awesome to see um, how they live their life um, with those new boundaries. And they have, they have gotten rid of the excuses for the external things. Because here's the deal, if you, if you have external focus or an external view because of your situation, you're always a victim, aren't you? You're always a victim. Oh, I can't, I can't do that. You're just walking around as a victim. Stop living your life as if you're a victim. And stop focusing on those external things in your life that have caused you to be who you are. You need to realize that is just a resistance. You know, external focus, it says that you can never be okay until someone else changes. So if you're in a situation now where someone else in your life is causing you to, to be something that you're not or you know you shouldn't be, and, and external focus is, well, I can't, I can't fix me until that person changes. Let me tell you what, you'll never fix you. You'll never allow God to fix you if you're waiting for this other person to change. Don't live with an external focus. Understand that is resistance to the boundaries God wants to set in your life. So whether, whether it be guilt or shame from your past or whatever, um, don't, let, don't let that be something that causes you to say, you know what, I don't need to set boundaries in my life. In 2 Corinthians chapter <clears throat> Chapter 7, verse 10. It says this. 
Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads us to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. Let me, let me explain that a little bit. We've all done things in our past that we're, we're not happy with. And we're all, some of us live in situations where people do things to us and, and we're sorry, we have sorrow in our life for that. And, um, but if, if we really understand there's a difference between godly sorrow and worldly sorrow, if we make it just, just about us, oh, woe is me, I'm a victim, then that right there is just going to lead to death. It's going to cause things in your life. It's going to uh, cause destruction emotionally, physically. It all works together spiritually, relationally. It's going to cause death in your life. But if you understand what godly sorrow is, godly sorrow is, you know, God, I, I'm sorry for that, and, and, and I'm going to repent from that. I'm going to confess, and I'm going to repent. I'm going to turn the opposite way, and I'm going to set some boundaries, and that leaves us with no regret. Because what happens is, when we set healthy boundaries, that that substitutes what we've done in the past. Now, what we may have done in the past, we, we probably remember that, but it's not gonna haunt us, and it's not gonna bring us down, and it's not gonna cause death in our life. But if we repent from those things, and if we set those boundaries, and we turn the opposite way, we say, Lord, help me establish these healthy biblical boundaries in our life, it's gonna be like, man, look, Look what, look what I'm doing. Look what God is doing in my life. Look at my life now. Look what boundaries are doing in my life. And that's almost like, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I don't even think about the past now because the present is so much better. So external focus. External focus. We need to, we need to get beyond that. You know, some of the examples of guilt, if you're living in external focus, when you say no to requests, you feel guilty. When you do not allow someone to take advantage of you, you feel guilty. When you separate for family, from your family to create a life of your own, you feel guilty. You're living life external focus. Don't do that. That's why it's important to walk with God. That's why it's important to daily walk with him. To say, Holy Spirit, I need you speaking in my life. God's word, I need you to speak in my life. There's so many places in God's word that has great instructions for boundaries. One of the, the best books for this is Proverbs. It's Proverbs. Um, I've shared this with you before. On our, on, when we travel to school, we uh, get out the YouVersion Bible app, which some of you might be using that right now, and we go to Proverbs, and whatever the date is, we, we put it on speaker, and some voice reads it, and we listen to it, and the kids listen, and then we, and then we talk about it, and we ask them to remember what's one truth that you learned from this, from this chapter, from these 28 to 30 verses or so. What is one truth and what we're doing is we're creating boundaries, understanding boundaries in our lives. That is a great book to understand boundaries. But getting into God's word, praying, having the Holy Spirit speak to your life, that is what 
you're supposed to be listening to internally. Lord, what are the resistance? What is the resistance to boundaries in my life? Internally. Speak to me, Lord. In James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, I'm gonna I'm gonna close out with this. You know, when we set boundaries, again, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of resistance, out, outward resistance, internal resistance. And it's gonna cause a little bit of, wow, I didn't see that coming. Um, but here's a scripture that can help bring you encouragement. Consider it pure joy, joy, not happiness, deep God-centered joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. You know, when you feel like God is telling you to set up a boundary, that is faith. That is faith. God's not going to send you an email on your phone or on your computer that says, hey, Frank, this God here, I, I, I want you to set these boundaries in your life. I would love for God to speak like that, but maybe he doesn't do email. Maybe he doesn't have an email account. But you know what he does have? He has a Holy Spirit to speak to our life. And because we feel like that still small voice in our life, we need to obey that. That is faith. And so when we step out on faith, it's going to increase our faith because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. When people are testing your boundaries, when people are testing your boundaries in your life, that produces perseverance. And so I want to encourage you to keep those boundaries steady and to understand it, to identify the resistance that you will face. Out, outward resistance, inward resistance, call it what it is, expect it, it's going to come, but hold on tight to those boundaries. Well, can I tell you something? There might be people here today who are like, you know, Frank, I've got some, I've got a past, I've got some guilt in my life, I've got some shame in my life, I've got some unforgiveness in my life for myself. I've got some unforgiveness what other people have done to me. Right? I just don't think God can ever love me for what I've done. Well, those right there, that is resistance. And so I want to tell you, God loves you more than you can ever imagine. It doesn't matter what you've done. He is ready to accept you with open arms. And so if you're here today and you're thinking, Frank, I've never, I've never crossed that line of faith to accept Jesus. I can't handle all this shame. I can't handle all this guilt. And you're absolutely right. It's a burden and you can't carry the burden. That's why Jesus died on the cross with open arms, ready to help you carry that burden of sin and shame and guilt in your life.